DOJ says Biden is senile. That's right. Special counsel says we can't prosecute him because no one would believe he has the mental capacity to knowingly commit a felony. It is Doc Washburn. Do you remember James Rosen? A guy who covered the White House for Fox News for a long time. He's now over at Newsmax. He's out there on Twitter. I'm never going to get used to calling it X. He's out there on Twitter saying, Thursday afternoon, breaking the damning conclusions of special counsel Robert Hur about the mental fitness of Joe Biden. Quote, he did not remember when he was vice president, unquote, may prove more devastating in political terms than a criminal prosecution would have. Yeah. Speaking of James Rosen, let me take you back. January 19th, 2022, more than two years ago, back when a lot of people still were forced to wear masks. So if James Rosen's voice sounds a little bit weird here, it's because he was forced to wear a mask, but Biden wasn't. And this is less than a minute long. He's asking Biden about his mental capacity over two years ago. It went like this. Thank you very much for this honor. James Rosen with Newsmax. I'd like to um, I'd like to raise a delicate subject, uh, but with utmost respect for your life accomplishments and the high office you hold. A poll released this morning by Politico Morning Consult found 49% of registered voters disagreeing with the statement, Joe Biden is mentally fit. Not even a majority of Democrats who responded uh, strongly affirmed that statement. Well, I'll let you all make the judgment whether they're correct. Well, Thank so you. the question I have for you, sir, if you'd let me finish, is why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness? Thank you. I have no idea. Joe Biden lies. You knew exactly why. He's been a liar a lot longer than he's had dementia. I just need to share that with you. Now, shortly after the special counsel released his report, and we're going to get into this, none other than Victor Davis Hanson, none other than Technofog, both with laser analysis. But shortly after the report comes out, Joe Biden decides to go have a press conference. Okay? Big mistake. Big, big mistake. Before he even starts taking questions, he confuses Egypt with Mexico. Biden thinks Mexico shares a border with the Gaza Strip. Biden mentions Sisi, 
who is the head of Egypt, but he says he's the head of Mexico. So it looks like whatever drugs they usually give him to try to make sure that he sounds somewhat coherent, they didn't do it this time. And then you're not going to believe who the first reporter was to ask him a question, and it wasn't scripted, and he wasn't ready for it. But here he is, less than a minute long, saying that the head of Egypt is actually the head of Mexico, and Mexico is next to the Gaza Strip. Unbelievable. Of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, has been um, over the top. I think that. Uh, now wait a minute. The conduct of the response to October seventh in the Gaza Strip has been over the top. Did you realize that recently they, the White House sent out a trial balloon talking about how uh, they're going to officially recognize a Palestinian state at the end of this year? They want to reward Hamas? They want to reward the Palestinian Authority for October 7th? Don't fool yourself. Hamas in charge of Gaza, Palestinian Authority in charge of West Bank. Both, both of these areas heavily support the massacre of Israelis and others on October 7th, 2023. The conduct is over the top. No, no. Remember, Joe Biden is the guy who was proud to tell all of us that he actually told Barack Obama, no, don't go after Osama bin Laden. Remember that? Robert Gates, first Secretary of Defense for Barack Obama, said Joe Biden has been wrong on every foreign policy issue for 40 years. The head of Hamas said, hey, October 7th is just uh, starters. We're going to do it over and over and over again. We're going to do it over and over and over again. And Biden's like, well, yeah, but, you know, this is over the top, man. You really shouldn't be trying to uh, take Hamas out. Yeah, sure, they killed over 1,200 of your people. Yeah, sure, they raped young women, murdered young women as they were raping them. Yeah, sure, they killed a bunch of babies. Yeah, sure, they still hold hostages, including American hostages. But yeah, you're, you're really going over the top here. Joseph Robinette Biden is beneath contempt. Here's more. I think that, uh, as you know, initially... President of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. No. No, Joe. Sisi is ahead of Egypt, not Mexico. So what's going to happen when MSNBC and CNN start reporting this? Because I think that is what is going on. They're greasing the skids to get, get this guy out. No, Seriously. 
That was always the plan. Wait till you're sure Trump is going to be the nominee and then take Biden out and replace him with somebody younger like uh, Gavin Newsom. He's been campaigning for a year now. Why do you think DeSantis wanted to debate him? Here's more. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. I've been pushing really hard, really hard to get humanitarian assistance into Gaza. There are a lot of innocent people who are starving, a lot of innocent people who are in trouble and dying, and it's got to stop. Overwhelming majority of Palestinians support the October 7th massacre. Thousands of people, not all Hamas members, went into Israel and murdered and raped and kidnapped on October 7th. Any humanitarian assistance that goes into Gaza, Hamas takes control of. The reason people are starving is because Hamas is keeping the assistance from getting to the people who are not Hamas. So special counsel Robert Hur said when he sat down and did his five-hour interview with Joe Biden, Joe Biden couldn't remember. He couldn't remember what years he was vice president. He couldn't remember what year his son died. Couldn't even get close. Biden took offense to this, as he often takes offense to the truth. And so he lies, because that's, you know, that's all he does. Leopard's not going to change his spots. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Our Lady of what, Joe? Our Lady of what, Joe? Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. Simple truth is I sat for a five-hour interview over two days of events going back 40 years. You sat for five-hour The simple truth is you sat for five-hour What was that again, Joe? Simple truth is I sat for a five-hour interview over two days of events. I sat for five-hour two days of events. Simple truth, right? Anytime he uses the word simple truth, you know he's lying. Going back 40 years. At the same time I was managing international crisis. You're managing international crisis? You didn't do a very good job of it, did you, Joe? Their task was to make a decision about whether to move forward with charges in this case. That's their decision to make. That's the council's decision to make. That's his job. And they decided not to move forward. Because they said you don't have the mental capacity to be able to figure out, hey, I want to commit a felony, even though you clearly broke the law. 
for any extraneous commentary. They don't know what they're talking about. It has no place in this report. The bottom line is the matter is now closed. I'm going to continue what I've always focused on, my job of being president of the United States of America. Uh, thank you, and I'll take some questions. Yeah, focus on what you've always focused on. Checking your watch every time a casket comes out from the 13 that killed at the Kabul airport in Afghanistan because of you. So the first reporter, yeah, I'll take your questions. The first reporter is Peter Ducey over there from Fox. And Biden looks shocked because Biden is used to prescripted questions and answers. And that's not what is happening here. Thank you, and I'll take some questions. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. Yes. Your memory is so bad that you let Peter Ducey have the first question. Clearly, you're not in control. Clearly, you don't know what's going on around you. Because Peter Ducey's handing your gluteus maximus to you, bro. You don't have a clue. You don't have a clue. That's uh, that's that's my memory memory is not my memory is fine. My memory. Take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Not a clue, man. Not a clue. And lies through his teeth because that is what he does. Here's another lie. I did not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter? With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. What the re- said well, no, they did not. The reporter saying the special counsel says that you did. Biden's saying, no, he did not. Well, he did. Hey, Joe, you forgot to say I give you my word as a Biden. What happened to that? I give you my word as a Biden. He forgot. Um, (laughs) I tell you what, thanks to Greg Price for pointing out the special counsel report stated that Biden's disclosure of classified information from his notebooks to his ghostwriter risked serious damage to America's national security. It was back in 2017 when he was out of office after he left after eight years as VP. Chris Lash, married to the great Dana Lash, the great talk show host and commentator. Chris Lash said, someone at the White House is setting Biden up for a fall. Why else would anyone let this doddering fool do this to himself? So one guy said, 
Guy, a guy called himself the Swamp Fox over there on Twitter said they're planning to dump him for Michelle Obama. The reason why Joe Biden can't remember when he was vice president, because he still is. Obama has been running the country since the day he left office. I responded on Twitter, she's not interested. Chris Lash responded, it will be Newsom. And I don't doubt it'll be Newsom. I don't doubt this at all. A lot of people talking about this. Great Matt Walsh said, this is the most catastrophic presidential press conference I've ever seen in my lifetime. Since Norwood said, March 16th, 2020, and it isn't even close. That's the day Trump handed the keys over to Fauci and Burks and let them shut the country down. He's right. You know, I got to give credit where it's due. He's right. The guy who goes by the name Fisher King, who may or may not be Bobby Fisher, the old chess expert, said, the president of Russia sat down with Tucker Carlson and gave a lecture on history. Stretching back a thousand years, that was entirely coherent. Yeah, he talked about history for about a half hour. U.S. government today proclaimed that Joe Biden can't be prosecuted because his mental state is so feeble, no jury would have the heart to convict him. You, you, you picking up what I'm putting down here? I mean, this is, uh, I ain't going to lie, fam, this is jacked up. No jury would have the heart to convict him. Wow. So we're going to share with you what Victor Davis Hansen has to say about this. We're going to share with you what uh, Technofog over on Substack has to say about it. It's all coming up right here on the Doc Washburn Show. If you've tried to buy a car recently, you realize you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Auto comes in. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Auto wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River Auto Group has perfected the online buying process. Just go to redriverauto.com and pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. You can purchase a vehicle online if you have any questions. One of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. Red River Auto makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live in the continental U.S., RedRiverAuto.com. You'll be glad you did. I want to tell you about the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, migraines? The Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, or C1, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. I had severe hay fever 
for five or six weeks every spring all my life and migraines year round. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away and the migraines went away for good. Whatever malady you're suffering from, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation. They've helped so many people I know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number for your free consultation is 501-279-2009. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com. Click on the tab that says find a doctor near you, and I sure hope you can. You want to drop your big liberal cell phone carrier? Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, is a perfect solution. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile guarantees your coverage. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. And switching to Patriot Mobile usually only takes 15 to 20 minutes. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you shift your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Switching is easy. Just do what I did. Go to PatriotMobile.com. Or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. All right, let's get right into what Technofog is saying. And again, he's over at Substack, and you can subscribe to Technofog at Substack and get all of his content, and it's fantastic for what was it, like 8 or $9 a month? Less than what it costs for a pizza. Articles entitled The Her Report, H-U-R. Biden willfully retained classified documents. Subtitle, yet special counsel Her declines to press charges. Here we go. <clears throat> Strap yourself in. He says, this afternoon, special counsel Robert Her released his 350-plus page report on President Biden's handling and retention of classified documents. And then he says, read it here. And he's got the link. You know, if, if you want to spend your weekend reading the whole report, have at it. He says, to get to the big question, her declined to press charges for a variety of reasons, including Biden's age and frailty. The decision to decline is no surprise as the Department of Justice and its hand-picked special counsel never intended to prosecute Biden. Robert Hur is not an aggressive prosecutor like special counsel Jack Smith or Andrew Weissman who helped lead the Robert Mueller team. It's department policy that some presidents and some presidential candidates are immune from prosecution, no matter what their crimes are. This is the world we live in. But the report itself is fascinating. 
for a number of reasons, not only because it establishes a factual basis supporting criminal charges, but because its findings are so damning to Biden. First of all, it establishes that Joseph Robinette Biden willfully retained classified documents at his home in Delaware. Secondly, it found that Biden was on tape admitting his possession of classified documents, which he unlawfully shared with his ghostwriter. Thirdly, it exposes Biden's lies surrounding his possession of the documents. And last but not least, it found the destruction of evidence by Biden's ghostwriter. All right. Here are the highlights. And again, I'm reading directly from Technofog's Substack article. I highly recommend you subscribe to this guy. Here are the highlights. A bit of background is necessary before we get to special counsel Robert Hur's findings. Okay? First of all, he was appointed special counsel to investigate Biden's handling and retention of classified documents at Biden's Delaware and Virginia homes at the Penn Biden Center in the Washington, D.C. area and at the University of Delaware. Now, I'll just jump in here for a second. University of Pennsylvania established the Penn Biden Center, which is nowhere near the University of Pennsylvania. And there was some interesting funding of that from foreign sources, if you catch my drift. Anyway, Robert Hur's appointment became necessary after Biden's lawyers, with cooperation from the DOJ, searched Biden's Delaware home and discovered a number of classified documents from Biden's tenure as vice president during the Obama administration. Robert Hur was authorized by Attorney General Garland to investigate any matter within the scope of that appointment or anything that arose from his investigation. In total, Special Counsel Robert Herr conducted 173 interviews of 147 witnesses, including Joe Biden. His investigative team collected over 7 million documents, which included emails and texts, photographs, toll records, recorded interviews and transcripts, quote, and other materials from both classified and unclassified sources, unquote. Special Counsel Robert Hur also coordinated with federal agencies to determine the classification levels and importance of various records found in the various locations, particularly at Joe Biden's home. Their analysis concluded that a number of records in Biden's possession were determined to be of the highest level of classification, including CIA assessments, handwritten notes, memos, call transcripts, and reports. Now, some of the most highly classified and important documents were found in Biden's Delaware home. From the outset, special counsel Robert Hur faced a statutory obstacle. 
how could he prove that Joe Biden willfully retained the classified documents, which, of course, is a felony? Well, it turns out that Biden was on tape. Oh, yes, children, that's right. In 2016 and 2017, Joe Biden enlisted the help of a ghostwriter, a fellow named Mark Zwanitzer. That's an unusual last name. Z as in zebra, W-O-N-I-T-Z as in zebra, E-R. Mark Zwanitzer. Biden enlisted the help of this ghostwriter in 2016-2017 for his book, which he named Promise Me, Dad. Now, that was the one about the son that died, Bo Biden, who wanted Dad to promise that he would run for president. At least that's what Dad says. In a recorded February 2017 interview, Biden told his ghostwriter that he had, quote, just found all the classified stuff downstairs, unquote. This related to President Obama's 2009 decision to surge the American troop presence in Afghanistan, a decision Biden opposed at the time. The FBI would later recover classified documents relating to the surge in Biden's Delaware garage and in his home office. Special Counsel Robert Hurd determined that Biden, quote, maintained these files himself, unquote. That's weird because the press conference, Biden was saying that he had nothing to do with the files and he should have paid better attention to what his staff was doing. That's not what the special counsel's report said. Biden maintained the files himself. But I digress. Technofog continues, Biden was also found to have read verbatim from a number of classified notebooks which were found at Biden's home. Recordings revealed that Biden would tell his ghostwriter that the notebooks, quote, could be classified, unquote. For example, one recording had Biden showing his ghostwriter a notebook entry about a National Security Council meeting in the White House Situation Room. Biden admitted to his ghostwriter that, quote, some of this may be classified, unquote. Special Counsel Robert Herr submitted written questions to Biden regarding whether he knew the information in his notebooks was classified. Here was Biden's incredible response. Mr. Biden explained that when he described material in his notebooks to the ghostwriter Zwanitzer as, quote, classified, unquote, he did not actually mean classified. Special Counsel Robert Hur would describe this response as, quote, not credible, unquote, given Biden's years on the Senate and experience with dealing with classified information. Special Counsel Robert Hur would state, quote, the evidence shows that Mr. Biden knew his notebooks contained classified information, unquote. In light of these findings, Robert Hur concluded, again, quoting, there is evidence that after his vice presidency, Mr. Biden willfully retained marked classified documents about Afghanistan and unmarked classified handwritten notes in his notebooks, both of which he stored 
in unsecured places in his home. He had no legal authority to do so, and his retention of these materials and disclosure of classified information from his notebooks to his ghostwriter risked serious damage to America's national security. You know, speaking of uh, Joe Biden risking serious damage to America's national security, I'll never forget when SEAL Team 6 took out Osama bin Laden and Secretary of Defense Robert Gates begged the Obama administration not to publicize that because it could endanger the lives of SEAL Team 6 and their families. And within 24 hours, Joe Biden was out there shouting it from the housetops. Hey, guess what? SEAL Team 6 took out Osama bin Laden. I've spoken to the mother and father of one of the guys in SEAL Team 6 that was on the Chinook helicopter that was shot down by the Taliban. It was heartbreaking. They said as soon as Joe Biden publicized that it was SEAL Team 6 that took out Osama bin Laden, their son called them and said, hey, we're all now in fear for our lives. And I got to get my affairs in order because, you know, this, this could be death. I might not be around too much longer, and he wasn't. August 6, 2011, a U.S. CH-47D Chinook military helicopter operating with the call sign Extortion 17. But they said 17, Extortion 17 was shot down while transporting a quick reaction force attempting to reinforce the Joint Special Operations Command Unit of the 75th Ranger Regiment in the Tanjai Valley in Maidan, Wardock Province, southwest of Kabul, Arkansas. The resulting crash killed all 38 people, including 17 U.S. Navy SEALs, two U.S. Air Force pararescue, one U.S. Air Force combat control team member, a pilot, two crewmen of the U.S. Army Reserve, a pilot and one crewman of the U.S. Army National Guard, seven members of the Afghan National Security Forces, and one Afghan interpreter. Since 30 American military personnel were killed, the shootdown of Extortion 1-7 represents the greatest single incident loss of American lives in Operation Enduring Freedom Afghanistan, surpassing the 16 lost and the downing of Turbine 33, a 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment MH-47 helicopter during Operation Red Wings on June 28, 2005. And why? Why? Because Joe Biden let everybody know it was SEAL Team 6. Now, do you hear that sound? That sound is me looking for the word Biden in the Wikipedia page about the 2011 Afghanistan Boeing Chinook shootdown. And, of course, they don't uh, 
They don't have Biden in there. But I digress. Back to a technofog. Yeah, he risked serious damage to America's national security, but it wasn't the first time. So Special Counsel Robert Hur declines to press charges. Technofog says, notwithstanding everything that he put out there about Biden breaking the law, Hur declined to prosecute Biden for the willful retention of classified documents or the disclosure of classified information. He justified the decision to decline prosecution with a number of reasons, meaning excuses, including, first of all, a jury could determine Biden forgot he had the classified documents. Secondly, at the time of any trial or sentencing, Mr. Biden would be well into his 80s, an age when relatively few people are prosecuted. Thirdly, Biden is unlikely to be sentenced to prison or assessed with a significant fine, and thus the deterrent effect of prosecution would likely be slight. Fourthly, there is little risk he will reoffend. Fifthly, Mr. Biden will likely present himself to the jury as he did during his interview with our office as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. See, when they asked him about that in the press conference Thursday, he said, yeah, I'm a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man, but my memory's just fine. So did he lie to the special counsel or did he lie to the press? Well, we both know the answer to that. Last but not least, the excuse from the special counsel, the DOJ's prior treatment of former presidents and vice presidents who kept national security materials also counsels against prosecution of Mr. Biden. Well, prosecuting Trump, what the heck? Next, Technofog brings up Biden's failing memory. Aside from the criminal conduct, perhaps the most significant part of Robert Hur's report had to do with his interview of Joe Biden. We've all seen Biden stumble in public and make up words and claim He's met with long-dead foreign officials. But in the consequential interview with the special counsel's office, Biden struggled remembering the basics of his time as vice president. He couldn't even recall when his son, Bo, died. According to the special counsel's report now, in his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. Quote, If it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? Unquote. And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. Quote, In 2009, am I still vice president? Unquote. He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died and his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact Eikenberry was an ally whom Mr. Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. 
Next, Technofog brings up the Biden-Trump double standard and obstruction of justice. Special counsel Her also had the challenge of trying to distinguish the Biden case from the Trump case as a double standard is apparent. As Her observed, with one exception, there is no record of the Department of Justice prosecuting a former president or vice president for mishandling classified documents from his own administration. The exception is former President Trump. So Her contrasted Trump's alleged failure, quote, to return the documents for months, unquote, and alleged obstruction of justice with Biden's actions and alerting authorities to the classified documents and cooperating with the investigation. But those are factors that go beyond the letter of the law and do little to disprove the conclusion that Biden violated the law. Furthermore, Her's assertion that Trump is different because he, quote, obstructed justice, unquote, ignores the obstruction conducted by Biden's ghostwriter, Mark Zwanitzer. Here's what Her's report states, and I quote, At some point after learning of special counsel Her's appointment, Mr. Biden's ghostwriter, Mark Zwanitzer, deleted digital audio recordings of his conversations with Mr. Biden during the writing of the book, Promise Me, Dad. The recordings had significant evidentiary value. So he does that after he finds out a special counsel has been appointed. So that's obstruction of justice right there. In voluntary interviews, ghostwriter Mark Zwanitzer would tell federal authorities that he, quote, was aware that there was an investigation, unquote, when he deleted the recordings. He also stated, quote, I'm not going to say how much of the percentage the investigation was of my motivation, unquote. Federal authorities were eventually able to recover the audio files from Zwanitzer's computer, and he retained transcripts of the deleted audio files. But for any aggressive prosecutor, like, say, Jack Smith or Andrew Weissman, this conduct would have been taken to a grand jury in a heartbeat. Thus, we see the fruits of Attorney General Merrick Garland's appointment. Destruction of evidence goes unpunished. Next, the Penn-Biden Center in the University of Delaware. Technofog says, our analysis is focused on the most important part of her's report, the classified materials of Biden's home. But her also looked into classified documents found at the Penn-Biden Center and the University of Delaware. These deserve a brief discussion. The classified documents recovered at the Penn-Biden Center included Vice President Biden's handwritten notes, a classified folder, concerning the Iran nuclear deal and the folder labeled Ukraine 020915. So February 9th, 2015, which includes notes and talking points regarding Biden's phone call with the Ukrainian prime minister. Now, Special Counsel Robert Hurd determined that the classified documents of the Penn-Biden Center had been packed by the vice president's staff. The executive assistant who helped with the packing, stated that she did not believe the files they packed contained classified documents. 
For the most parts, these boxes remained packed at the Penn Biden Center. Special Counsel Horror discussed an eyes-only envelope that was found at the Penn Center. While Biden had some motive to retain the documents in that envelope after he left office, Special Counsel Horror felt the evidence was weak and noted there was no evidence that Biden ever accessed or requested the eyes-only envelope after leaving office. With respect to the dozen or so classified materials found at the University of Delaware, Special Counsel Horror found that, quote, they appear to have been included in his large collection of Senate papers by mistake, unquote. For conduct, pardon me, for context, hundreds of boxes of Senate records were donated to the University of Delaware Library, and they were produced with assistance from Biden's staff. In other words, Special Counsel Robert Herr was not able to find any significant evidence of misconduct with respect, with respect to the Penn-Biden Center records or University of Delaware records. Next steps. What comes next? We have an idea. Technofog says, thanks to your support, we'll be suing the DOJ for Joe Biden's interview. We want the actual document. Let's see just how confused he really was. Well, I hope they actually get an audio tape, not just the document. That's Technofog over at Substack. And I'm telling you, brothers on fire, you ought to go ahead and just subscribe. I think it's 8 or $9 a month. You get everything. Now, coming up, the great Victor Davis Hansen weighs in on the special counsel's report on Joe Biden's crimes. It's coming up next on the Doc Washburn Show. Mike Lindell says because of your amazing support for MyPillow 2.0, He's expanded MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. So he's clearing out his percale bed sheets by giving them to you at closeout prices. King size percale bed sheets, only $39 a set. Queen size, only $35 a set. Full size, $29. And twin size, just $25. Use promo code DWS to take advantage of this once in a lifetime offer. Right now, Mike's biggest My Slippers closeout sale ever is on. Get Mike's all-season My Slippers and Sandals at clearance prices. Mike's all-season Moccasin Slippers are just $25. Mike's My Slippers Sandals are just $19.50. They're both made with Mike's patented impact gel that absorbs and relieves pressure so you can comfortably wear them all day long. Just use promo code DWS for huge discounts. Remember, DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show. MyPillow.com. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. You know, the great Ronald Reagan once said, inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Have you thought about the benefits of investing in precious metals? Here are five profound benefits. Number one, investing in precious metals is a hedge against inflation. Number two, it's a great way to diversify your portfolio. Number three, asset liquidity. Number four, 
Precious metals tend to be a store of value. They don't tend to depreciate over the long haul. And last but not least, number five, precious metals can be a hedge against geopolitical uncertainty and the struggling U.S. dollar. Andrew Sorcini with Beverly Hills Precious Metals has been involved in gold and silver for over 40 years. Beverly Hills Precious Metals brings precious metals to the homes of everyday American citizens. Mike Flynn told us about them, and they are our gold buyer of choice. To find out more, just Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Make sure you ask about the general Mike Flynn silver coin and tell them Doc Washburn sent you. Beverly Hills Precious Metals helps folks protect their finances, wealth, and investments. Let me ask you something. Why continue shopping big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? Now you can get around this crazy inflation by shopping factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. Americans are walking away from the big box conglomerates and deciding to buy only USA. Join with fellow patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. These products include fresh American-raised beef, Raised in the Montana mountains near Yellowstone, this beef is known as never ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or vaccines. This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. Email us at buyonlyusa at proton.me, and I'll have one of my guys contact you. Buyonlyusa at proton.me. All right, let's hear what the uh, the great Victor Davis Hansen has to say. He's got a new article out, and he basically did a, a, a whole tweet with the article over on Twitter. It's entitled... Biden is too demented to be found guilty of crimes, but not too demented to be president. And it goes something like this. Special counsel Robert Hur has just found Joe Biden was guilty of violating national security laws and removing classified documents after examining then Senator and vice president Biden's some 15-year habit of removing classified files to his offices and residences where they were stored in unsecured fashion. Period. End of story. Robert Hur, then as a dis- disinterested special counsel, not a local county prosecutor on a limited budget, logically would have indicted and prosecuted prosecuted Biden. It really is a jury's decision to determine whether Biden was guilty or innocent or whether he is pardoned or exempted by reason of dementia. It's not the role of special counsel Robert Hur as a as a prosecutor and advocate for the state to imagine how difficult his case might be to prove someone so incapacitated like Biden was guilty as Hur's own research and investigations that otherwise indicated that he was guilty. Is mindset, intention, or mental status a normal consideration of violations of national security laws? Or is it the act itself? So we're back to the James Comey defense. 
Remember Comey, what he said about Hillary? She was guilty, but in Lord and Savior Comey's judgment, no jury would likely convict a presidential candidate of such stature of violating national security laws. Now remember, after her reprieve, Hillary immediately claimed such extenuating circumstances were proof of her innocence. And Biden, in a nanosecond, likewise claimed he is now exonerated too, as was the administration's plan all along. Victor Davis Hansen says, finally, note the following. Number one, the left, special counsel Robert Herr, and others believe that someone who has lost his faculties and who would not be allowed to drive a semi-truck, teach a class, diagnose a patient, argue a case, wire a house, or cook a hamburger is nevertheless fit enough to run the United States of America. Number two, note this same old, same old, shocking but predictable asymmetry. Trump is a mere four years younger than Biden. The left fixated on the fact that he recently confused Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi. That's right. He said several times in a row Nikki Haley was responsible for security of the Capitol on January 6, 2021. And the left had a field day with that, him saying Nikki Haley instead of Nancy Pelosi. Are, the, are we then to expect Jack Smith to follow the precedent of his fellow special counsel Robert Herr? who was likewise appointed by Biden administration Attorney General Merrick Garland, and thus to conclude that although Trump may have violated the law by removing files, he seemed too confused to indict, given the likelihood of a sympathetic jury. Number three, Special Counsel Robert Herr himself tried to preemptively defend himself from the obvious conclusion that he extended special considerations not to indict Biden in a manner Jack Smith did not to Trump, yet he omits that there were key differences in the two cases. Biden had no putative right, as Trump did as president, to declassify files he took home. Next, Trump's Mar-a-Lago walled and surveilled Estate was far more secure than Biden's rickety garage. Also, Biden had stored files for over a decade, not less than two years like Trump. Next, Biden's attorneys came forward just days before Jack Smith was appointed on November 18, 2022, so it was not altruism that prompted their confession after Biden's years of secretly hiding such illegality, but rather fear that Trump would soon be hounded for a, quote, crime, unquote, of which Biden was found out to be long guilty. So they went public to preempt that charge and falsely claim civic virtue. Now, this is just more of a long, disgusting pattern of biased applications of the law. January 6th, versus 2020, May to October, deadlier and more violent riots. 
election denialism of Trump versus Stacey Abrams' nonstop claims of being the real governor of Georgia, so-called insurrection called for in Trump's speech versus Kamala Harris's threats that the 2020 riots, what she called protests, would and should keep going, the Trump 2020 election gambit versus the 2016 left-wing coordinated effort to leverage electors into renouncing their state's popular voter mandates, and so on. No Department of Justice in our history has ever done more to undermine Americans' confidence in the fair and equitable application of justice. This is not the America we grew up in. It's not. That's a great Victor Davis Hanson. By the way, General Mike Flynn responded, we have an out-of-control government run by deep state bureaucrats and no longer by duly elected representatives of the people of the United States. Our problems run far deeper than lacking any confidence in the completely and totally broken DOJ. Ain't that the truth, brother? Ain't that the truth? You are correct. Now, about the press conference, Noah Rothman over at National Review said Joe Biden could have used the disturbing findings of Robert Hur's report on the president's mishandling of classified documents and his demeanor during interviews with the special counsel to his advantage. He and his allies could have only emphasized the material distinctions between his conduct and Donald Trump's, which framed the president as less evasive and obstructive than his likely Republican opponent. He might have brushed off the observations about his mental decline and used the low expectations for his performance. They set to vault off them during his forthcoming State of the Union address. Given Robert Hur's apparently low estimation of Biden's faculties, it would not have been difficult to surpass them, but Biden didn't do any of this. Rather, the report set off a flurry of presidential activity that is highly unusual for the president. He delivered not one but two public addresses in its wake, even going so far as to take reporters' questions well past the point at which Biden prefers to retire. Yeah, it was late in the evening for him. The goal was clearly to communicate Biden's vivacity. But the effect was the opposite. In a primetime address to the nation, Biden chose to present his most cantankerous face, all while doing little to dispel the notion that his cognitive acuity is in decline. He confused Mexico and Egypt, like I told you. He barked at the reporters who questioned his abilities, saying, that's your judgment. That is not the judgment of the press, which he exclaimed to a member of the press. Then, in a bizarre and unnecessary digression, Biden issued gratuitous condemnations of Israel's conduct in its defensive war in Gaza and inadvisably revealed his desire to seek an indefinite ceasefire in the region, 
by convincing Israel to consent to a short-term cessation of hostilities, he would attempt to extend an admission that all but forecloses on that outcome. Biden's conduct since the Hur report has done little more than convey in no uncertain terms how devastating its conclusions are to his political fortunes. If this impartial assessment of Biden's decline from his own Justice Department could have been rebutted, it can't be now. Biden might have set out to convince the nation that Special Counsel Hur's conclusions regarding the president's affable decrepitude were wrong. In the process, he only managed to refute the affable part, not the decrepitude part. That's strong writing there from Noah Rothman over at the National Review. Time for your Tweet of the Day, brought to you by good old RedRiver.com, Red River. Big old car dealership in the middle of the USA, the beliefs and freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to. Online at RedRiver.com. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental U.S. Today's Tweet of the Day is from the great philosophers over at the Babylon Bee. The best satire website in the world. Articles entitled, Biden Calls for the President to Step Down. Dateline, Washington. After the shock of a special counsel report that characterized the president as mentally incompetent to stand trial, Biden has joined the growing chorus of voices and calling for the president to step down. Here's what Biden said to the nurse administering him his daily medications, and I quote, President Hoover needs to do the right thing. He's in over his head, can't even do his job right. Eisenhower is an honorable man, and he needs to do the honorable thing. I was speaking with Emperor Hirohito about it just last Saturday Wednesday. Blam flibbern must it, unquote. At publishing time, Republicans had drafted a resolution in support of the president's call for the president to step down. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> the Babylon Bee at BabylonBee.com. They are just the funniest. All right, you've been listening to episode 425 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views, views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. If you have any questions for us, email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X. Senior Vice President, Engineering, IT, and Interoperability for the Doc Washburn Show. And that's the way it is Friday, February 9th, 2024.